Connecticut. I'm here with Heather K. Terry, founder of Nibmore. Terry, do you want to say hello? Hi, everyone. How are you? So, Heather. Um, did you see how I just did that? Like they were here or something? Yeah. I was like, how well, are they? Like they were going to answer me. They're here with they're us. They're not, but that's okay. <laughs> so, Heather, how is it that you got into the chocolate business? Yeah, so um, in 2009, I was an actress on Broadway. And I was feeling very unfulfilled. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition that at the time was actually a physical um, go-to class situation in Manhattan. Now it's like a um, virtual school. So you like get an iPad and you do all these classes. It's actually kind of cool. Um, but back then it was go, show up, um, mm-hmm. hang out. And what I, my intention there was to be... A cooking teacher to basically in between acting jobs to teach people how to cook in their home. A lot of my girlfriends in Manhattan at the time were sort of uh, very Sarah Jessica Parker sex in the city, like storing books in their ovens versus um, <laughs> or sweaters for the winter. And so I saw an opportunity to really sit down with women and teach them how to take care of themselves. You know, that was something that was had become very near and dear to my heart and um, had kind of saved me through a lot of interesting periods in my life and I, I wanted to show other people how to do that. So I started doing that and in the process, one of the things that integrated nutrition is sort of this love for chocolate and the benefits of chocolate, mm-hmm. which of course any sane woman would latch onto immediately. <laughs> um, so I did and and I my interest was piqued and I started researching. Uh, I'd gone to an event that had a bunch of local New York City chocolatiers and I thought that was wonderful but then when I went to go buy their chocolates the the ones that had more health benefits they were very very expensive so in 2009 I set out to create an indulgent delicious better for you chocolate that also didn't break the bank account right and um, I really wanted to hit that sweet spot between the three and five dollar range because I just didn't feel like there was anything super special there so that's what I created and that's really how Nibmore was born awesome yeah so uh, I noticed, I looked a little bit on some of your websites, and and I noticed that you've really focused on having or, a lot of organic ingredients mm-hmm. in your chocolate and, like, a lot of natural, chemical-free um, stuff. So uh, how is it that you go about finding the right ingredients for all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's super challenging, especially this year, because we decided, um, you know, I, I sort of said, hey, guys, I think we need to get more into the conventional and mass space, and we launched a new line that is not organic, but it's still non-GMO verified, and mm-hmm. that, inc- you know, with the organic bars, it's much easier, right, because you're just like, okay, we have this set of, um, this category uh, that we want everything to fit in, and how do we... Um, you know, how do we price it out? We sort of work backwards, right? And that was that was a little easier just because I knew I could create a $5 chocolate bar for that. With the all-natural line, that was a lot more challenging. You know, finding those resources and working with my current suppliers and some new suppliers to say, hey, guys, you know, we really want to make this something that people can find right. is super difficult. So there are some instances where that works out really well and you can find 
things at the right price. And then there's others, there's some arm that arm twisting <laughs> and some, uh, some, you know, uh, trying to get people to believe that a product like this will work and that people want it, you know, that's, that's uh, especially from the supply chain perspective, since the big companies aren't doing it right. When the big companies aren't doing it, they're sort of like, oh, well, is there a demand? But there is a demand because women are out there, you know, especially my company really caters to women and women mm -hmm. are out there, you know, they hear it on the nightly news. They hear it on, uh, they see it on websites. They, they listen to people talking about it. They, they watch Dr. Oz, you know, let's, let's be honest or whoever. Right. And they're, they're hearing these buzzwords, but then they walk in and that chocolate bar at, you know, stop and shop is sort of not fitting the bill when there's a lot of foods that aren't fitting the bill. But the minute that they see that a company said, you know what, actually you not only deserve this, but you have the right to have it as well, just like those Whole Foods shoppers, um, that becomes a really special moment for like everyone because not only can you demand organic and pay a premium on it, but you can mm -hmm. also demand something better for you and pay a, an affordable price. Right. So it is hard, you know, it's not the easiest thing. Um, and I certainly scour the globe and I work my connections. <laughs> I work really hard, you know, but we also, for us, it's a volume game too. I mean, we do high volume, so we were able to get in there um, a little more easily than some people might. Right. Yeah, it's one of the things with organic food nowadays is it's it's something that obviously we need to start consuming in the world, but it's very pricey. Yeah. It's hard to find it at a, a decent price. There is a lot of food out there that's GMO-based and everything, and it's just so dirt cheap and easy to buy and ready to go grab mm -hmm. snacks. So a lot of people are eating that. So it's really great that you're putting affordable organic delicious chocolate you brought some in earlier today and it was that's our new stuff it was that's just, the non-organic that you guys had yeah oh, that so was that's our non-organic that's non -G so we have two lines we have our fully organic mm -hmm. line and then we have our non-gmo verified line um so it's exciting that it can taste see and that's the thing it can taste that yeah. way it was some of the best chocolate i've ever had <laughs> thank <laughs> you sure. thank you i've been getting that compliment a lot on that line so i'm really excited about it it's it's very cool so um, we were talking earlier before you went in to your float session, and you said that uh, you're now the founder. Mm -hmm. You've moved, you've transitioned from this creator and like going and actually making the chocolate and, and getting all of that out there. Um, but you said that you're the founder and you're the overseer of how this chocolate's produced, and you're still trying to stick to the message. Yeah. behind Nibmore. So could you just expand a little bit more on what that message is exactly? Yeah, so really it's about kind of a little bit of what I've talked about, um, but maybe I'll boil it down into a, a more succinct message, which is, you know, I just think that consumers in this country deserve the right to know what's in their food and to have the highest quality possible at an affordable price. It's just, it's, you know, most, 85% of purchases, all household purchases, and that's a generalized number, happen by women. And that's everything from your computer to food to cars to clothes to, you know, what you're putting in your kids' mouths, right? Mm. But when that consumer, that woman walks into the store, she's bombarded with a lot of messaging. And for me, as somebody who founded a company and all of my ideas come from her and what she wants and deserves, it's really about giving her that, what she deserves at the right price, the highest quality at the right price, you know? And it, it really blows my mind when I think of larger companies and sort of, excuse my language, with the crap that they're putting out mm -hmm. there. Um, 
at the price because people, you know, the issue here is that, like, I'll just go back to Nibmore. And if you look at, if you look at Nibmore and you look at the hand on the packaging, a lot of people ask me about the hand. They're like, what's with the hand? Like, why a hand? And to me, you know, there's that old message of like, vote with your fork. But to me, it's actually vote with your hand. Because when you walk into a grocery store and you pick something up and you put it in your cart and then you go check out and pull the credit card out of your wallet or you pull the the cash out of your wallet to hand it to the cashier, you're sending a message to food companies that this is acceptable. What I am purchasing here is acceptable and I will accept it and give it to my family, right? Mm -hmm. The issue is that people are, you know, we have a very big wealth gap in this country as well. That's why I call it like the Whole Foods shoppers and everybody else, right? Because Whole Foods is sort of whole paycheck in a lot of respects, you know, that at least... That's what people call them, and that's a horrible name. But it is, it, it's food at a premium, right? right? Not everyone can get there financially. So how do we reach that person who doesn't think that she can get that stuff at the right price, right? I can't give her 100% organic yet because the demand isn't there, but I can get her to non-GMO verified. Right. I can still get her gluten-free. I can still give her ethically traded, and I can still take care of my farmers, Right. So why wouldn't I give her that as a food producer? Absolutely. So that's why I don't get half of what's on a regular conventional shelf because it is very possible. If you actually think about everyone who's a citizen of the world and say, oh, I'm waking up as a CEO of this big major food company. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror every day. Am I taking care of people? I, I provide food for people. Am I taking care of people? Am I nourishing them? Am I giving them something that they can thrive on, that their families can thrive on? Or am I just giving them garbage that's just going to make them sicker, weaker, and worse? And that's why I don't, I can't fully understand the mindset of individuals who wake up in the morning and peddle that garbage into grocery stores. I don't get it. Um, I want to offer something better. I want to hold them to a standard that if my product can work in a grocery store, that they can change their ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, you say that it seems like you have very, uh, very personal connection with mm -hmm. the people that you try to make this product for. Do you mm -hmm. go and do you talk and like interact with people in society and ask them what they're looking for for in foods and in, in chocolate and get sort of like a feedback as far as how your product aligns with other products that are out there? Yeah, absolutely. So I do two things. These are two of my best kept secrets. And I talk, I talk with a lot of buyers about this. So a lot of them have heard me say this, but I do two major things. One is that I just walk into grocery stores that I want to be in or grocery stores that I'm in. And I start to talk to people at the chocolate set and they're like looking, I'm like, Oh, why did you pick that one? Okay. You know, we get, I get information. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? If I'm not in a store, especially I'll ask that. What do you like about it? What don't, don't you like about it? Oh, the price of this, you know, they'll, they'll give me a lot of feedback. Um, in stores that I'm in, I, if they don't choose mine, I ask why. And then if they do choose, I, I act like I'm a, like I'm nobody. I'm mm -hmm. just getting feedback. I'm just getting information from people. And um, the other thing that I do is I host a private Facebook group that I've invited over almost 200 women to, so over 150 ladies to, of all different um, financial uh, situations in their lives. A lot of them I know personally. A lot of people have been introduced to me. Um, some people in the group have said, oh, can I invite my friend who, mm -hmm. you know, this and that. She's just great. She'll offer a lot of feedback. And I really talk to those ladies. And I'm like, okay, why this? Why that? Do you like this? Do you look at this color? Do you like this color? Like I get a little more even granular with those women because 
it's just a completely candid, honest, no pressure environment for me to collect their thoughts and their um, everything from price to, like I said, colors, ideas, things we're thinking of doing as a company. Will it resonate with them? Um, I just, I really talk to people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're very personable. It's easy to talk oh, to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so you've been floating here at iFloat now for, you mm-hmm. said, we talked earlier and you said this was your fourth float today. Yeah. You're in post-float mode right I, now. I am in post-float mode. <laughs> so how is it that uh, floating has helped you to sort of visualize what you're looking to do in your company? Yeah, so I'm a big believer that as someone, I create products. That's my main job at Nivmore as the founder, and it's what I've done since the beginning. I've had a lot of other hats in the organization um, over the years, but that has been my primary focus and one of the most important things to the company. And I'm a big believer that as someone who is a creative um, and even if you're not a creative, I mean, everyone has creativity in their job in some way, right? right. Even if you think you don't, you know, I, I love talking to moms who are like, there's no creativity. You, there's no creativity in your job. Really? Really? Being a mom, there's no, cre- none, right? There's lots of creativity being a mom. Um, you have to free up bandwidth, right? Because we're as a society so bombarded with our phones what's going on, our schedules, you know, our children are vying for our attention, our friends, uh, other family members, our circumstances, our job, whatever it is, right? There's a tremendous amount of stress on us, more so than ever in history. And as someone who creates, I need to take a step back on really a daily basis. It doesn't always happen every day. Most days, I'll at least do a little bit of yoga, but um, especially taking out the time to do something like floating where... I can really power down, but still on a conscious level or subconscious level, not be asleep, right? Um, it frees up this space that allows me to then, you know, find the ideas. And, you know, it, it has actually like facilitated getting in there and really grabbing onto the idea that I maybe thought I had or it was a little disorganized or, you know, it, it actually kind of clarifies things. So anything like floating or meditation or yoga or any of these things that slow us down, get us into our mind and our body, really have the ability to allow us as human beings to create amazing things. And so as a creative type, it's extremely important to me. Yeah, but it's for everyone. Moms need a lot of creativity. (laughs) More so probably even, and I'm a mom too, but um, you know, moms need a lot of freeing up of bandwidth. <laughs> right. there's, there's a lot that goes on in raising kids and yeah. it's nice to uh, be able to go and step into the tank and just um, sort of unplug from everything that's going on in your life. Unplug from the kids running around and asking for food and asking for the latest product that they've seen on TV or, totally. or anything like that. It is. It allows you to have a moment for yourself, if, if nothing else. It allows you to have a moment for yourself and to hit the reset button, you know, and resetting is just wildly important. If you mm-hmm. can't go take a vacation or you don't have like the two days off a week, which moms don't, um, <laughs> then taking an hour or two out on a weekly basis that's just yours, it, it seems selfish, but it's actually not. You'll be better for your children, your company, your spouse, your family, right, if you take that time. I mean, you said earlier about the hitting the reset button, and that's actually some of the ways that I describe floating to people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
your brain works a lot like a computer. Mm-hmm. And um, if your computer's running and you have your computer running for weeks and weeks and months on end, you start to notice that it gets a little bit backlogged and slows yeah. down and it's sluggish when it's loading web websites and stuff like that. And when you do all of that, um, one of the things that you can do to speed it up is just turn it off and let it sit for 15 seconds, turn it back on, clear the cache, as they say in a technical term for, for the computers. And when you restart it, everything's back up to speed. So being a, in a float tank, it sort of does the same thing for your computer. It's almost like a reset button for your computer. It shuts it down for a little bit for your, for your mind. And um, when you come out of it, everything's booting back up and getting back up to speed, and it's just sort of a fresh take on the world. Yeah, absolutely. you post-float. Agreed. <laughs> 100% agreed. Very well said. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the ways I like to describe it. Okay. So I think that's all that we're going to do for today. Thank you for being on iFloat Radio. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, some sponsors for us. We're brought, this podcast is brought to you by the Mental Arts Network. You can go to www.mentalarts.com, and on there we, um, we offer a lot of classes and stuff that kind of give you an insight into what's going on in your mind and how your thinking processes um, affect your day-to-day life. And it's, it's all done based on the work of John C. Lilly, who was the inventor of the tanks. Oh, can I plug my book really quick? Absolutely. I'm going to yeah, plug but... my book, because why not? We're here. <laughs> um, so not only am I the founder of Nip More Chocolate, but I also just wrote a book called uh, From Broadway to Wall Street, Cautionary Tales of an Unlikely Entrepreneur, which comes out on November 2nd. So if you've ever thought of being an entrepreneur or are maybe just starting a business, it's a really fun, quick read about how it gets a little wild and um it's available on november 2nd but it's right now available on amazon pre-sell so you can go to amazon and you can find me and you can buy it and give it to everyone you know awesome (laughs) (laughs) that was a great sell (laughs) thank you for listening to ifloat radio have a great day